We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome in everybody to today's episode of Pack a Day. We're on episode one thousand seventy-seven, and usually this is Dan talking, but today we are recording without Dan for legit reason. He will not be joining us today because over the weekend he got married. So, congrats, um, Dan. On behalf of everybody here on our show and everybody who listens, we wish Dan and Kelsey a happy and loving marriage. So uh, moving on from that, though, hopefully hopefully he'll join us again in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, today it'll just be me, Janelle, along with Eli. So Eli, how are you doing today? I'm doing real good. You know, we have July 4th weekend. Everyone's relaxing. As I told you before the show, I'm currently avoiding a social event that I didn't want to attend to do this. So I'm really happy how that worked out. And um, and we actually have a little bit of news, which is surprising. Um, yeah, we kind of had different plans going into this recording. And then about 10 minutes before we were going to record, uh, one of our friends, Zach, he retweeted something about Aaron Rodgers speaking out on his mental health over the off season, um, kind of going into his golf match. I don't know the correct term for what he's doing uh, versus Tom Brady and all that stuff. But yeah, so just kind of did a little interview about how he's been taking care of his mental health. So we kind of read over that and talked a little bit about it before. And we decided that that's kind of what we want to touch on. And mental health is obviously an important conversation to have regardless. So I think that being able to talk about what he's talking about is important no matter the platform. Yeah. I mean, for obviously, again, like you said, mental health, regardless, athlete, not athlete, it's always important to talk about and not, you know, feel weird or some kind of stigma towards it. But for, you know, the MVP of the NFL to come out and really broadcast that, you know, in a, in an article on ESPN and, and kind of not get too personal, but, you know, talk about himself, how he's dealt with mental health. You know, he did mention, you know, he hasn't battled any, you know, bouts with depression or something like that, but just more his frame of mind and, and living life the way that would make him happy and how he wants to do it. And I just think that again, regardless of being an athlete or just a, a me or you, Jen, or anyone else listening yeah, I think your your mo- almost your number one focus should just be your your mental health, stay happy, and do life the way you want to do it. 
Yeah, and uh, the article came out from Ben Baby on, uh, over on ESPN, so you can always go check it out there. But, yeah, I think especially when you get big names like Aaron Rodgers to speak out on mental health, I think that's huge for the mental health community because, again, the only way to break the stigma is to talk about it more. So the more people who kind of touch on the subject and kind of like you brought up, he hasn't said anything about, you know, fighting depression or anything like that, but it's still just you don't have to get to that point to – take care of your mental health mental health we all have it and it's just a matter of taking care of it so I mean obviously this offseason there's so much talk around Aaron Rodgers and kind of is he going to play where is he going to play what's going on with him so there's a lot circulating around him so for him to be able to just kind of take the time to focus on his mental health I think that's huge for him Um, I mean this could really lopside the way his mental health is going so I think being able to really be able to focus on it and kind of just take care of himself in that way, because regardless what happens, whether he's playing football or not, his mental health is going to be there. So this is something that is super important for him to make sure he can take care of because it's a long-term thing. It's not a short-term deal where you focus on it now and it'll be fine later. It's something you always have to work on and be cautious of. So um, I think him being aware of that and just being able to be thankful for the opportunity to, focus on it. And I know he talks a lot about just kind of athletes need to be able to talk more about this. You know, there, there's always been that stigma, uh, whether it's athletes or, you know, men in general, I think men need to talk a lot more about their mental health. And I think that they shouldn't be afraid to do that. So I think it's huge. You know, we haven't seen a lot of conversation from Rogers in the off season, but this is the kind of content I think that is important to hear from him right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Just hearing that, you know, kind of like the attitude he had all of last year, you know, like a different Rodgers we saw with the Zen and the Relax and the Pat McAfee show. And it seems like he's really carried that on from when he started it last year. And that's through this an offseason last year, which obviously with Jordan Love was, was you know, a, a difficult time, you could say. And then, of course, the way the season ended and to see that he's still – in that positive frame of mind, obviously that's great. Not only for him personally, but, um, you know, assuming and hoping he's back with the Packers. Um, you know, I think, I think a part of his success last year definitely had to do with the mental side of things. You know, he did mention he went back and looked at some film from 2010 and 2011 and changed some things, but a lot of it is mental when you're playing sports. And if you're not in the right headspace, it might not always work out that great. And clearly he was in the perfect headspace last year, throwing 48 touchdowns and winning the MVP. So I think it's great that he's out there talking about this. I also think that, you know, any other athlete or, and just like you said, people in general, they shouldn't be so nervous or feel afraid to talk about this kind of stuff because so many, so many people deal with it and it's really nothing to be ashamed of or nervous about. It's something you should just deal with, and that would probably be your best way of of getting out of that rough patch. Yeah, and I'll kind of read off one of the quotes that I know um, you and I both pulled and tweeted out. So in the article, he says, the mental side of it is so important for all of us athletes. Roger said, I don't think it's talked about enough, but taking time to work on yourself is, I think, the best gift any of us can give ourselves. And he's right in saying that. I mean, regardless who you are, what you're doing – 
taking care of yourself is so important. And I think that regardless of what happens with the whole situation with him as a football player, we also need to remember to treat him as a person because that's what he is um, outside of football. He's still a human being and we have to be understanding of his feelings and emotions like that. And it's good that he is kind of, it sounds like a step ahead of anything that could maybe have happened with his mental health, but yeah. I'd rather read this now than find out later he's going through something because he kind of couldn't get out ahead of it. So being able to get ahead of maybe a stressful situation like this and find ways to cope and handle things, I think that's that's so important. I think that's something we all need to be doing. At, like I'm, I'm a big mental health advocate, as you all should know. So reading something like this is awesome to see. And I just, you know, we... As Rodgers fans, as Packer fans, we should always just wish him the best, whether it's his playing career, his mental health, just his health in general. I think that it's important to kind of wish that guys like this are happy at the end of the day because they have a lot of reasons to be stressed and have those anxiety, depression feelings because they do their job in front of a large crowd. And, you know, there's a lot of bad that comes with the good. So being able to talk about these things and, you know, even if he's not necessarily going through anything, it still opens up a conversation for a lot of people to have on this topic discussion. So I think it's huge for him to come out and say this. And regardless what happens, I hope that, you know, he continues to be in a a nice mental space. And I mean, just kind of speaking as an outsider looking in, it does seem like he has almost been enjoying life more than what we've seen you know he just seems really happy and whether that's because of uh, his fiance or just you know changes in his life I think that he at 37 years old you know football is not going to be around forever he has to kind of find those things that are going to keep him happy long term and I think that you know maybe we're not hearing a lot from him this offseason because he's really just focusing on taking care of himself making sure he's happy, you know, he's had, he's going to his 17th season of NFL football and that's a lot. So, you know, he's really been, he's been all football for so long. I think that it's really important that he finds those things outside of football that can keep him happy. And I think that's a lot of the reason why he's speaking out on this is because he's kind of finding that balance in his life where, you know, he can be an athlete and take care of those things while also taking care of himself. And I think that's, you know, all these changes, it's been so good. You kind of mentioned, you know, the Zen stuff. And I think uh, we're starting to see a version of Aaron Rodgers that he wants to be and needs to be. And it's it's different because obviously it's new. But I think that a lot of it is because he's kind of finding himself and finding what makes him happy. And I think that that's what's most important. I keep I feel like I keep, you know, broken record. But, you know, happiness is what is most important, you know, we can all say whatever we want on social media and, you know, tear him apart, be not super nice on social media. But at the end of the day, yeah, he's a person and he's going to feel those things. And he kind of mentions in the article, you know, sometimes there's, uh, what do you say, like, um, kind of like intelligence in the silence kind of thing. Yeah. Like smartest people sometimes remain silent. And yeah, a lot of wisdom. I don't know if that's any kind of, you know, obviously there's all these talking heads in the media and everything. But I think that he, he says something about like his silence basically speaks volumes to what's going yeah. on. And we all know Aaron Rodgers. everything he does and says is calculated. And I think that's part of, you know, what he just said. There's a lot of wisdom and silence and stuff like that, because we know he doesn't say things for no reason. He doesn't do things for no reason. 
He's extremely calculated with everything he does. So the things sometimes he doesn't say, you know, like you said, can speak volumes. And, you know, I, I don't know may, if, if this is connected, but Emmanuel Acho, who's obviously doing a great job and doing a ton of different stuff uh, with sports and also, I believe, uh, his show, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, um, or something along those lines, but he's been doing a lot of great work. And he said that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the day before the CBA voting last year, his biggest issue, Aaron Rodgers, was the offseason work, the voluntary, the mini camps, the OTAs. And he said, you know what? Maybe he just, he's not coming because he fought against this. He didn't want it. And so he's just not coming. But also it could easily be, you know, he's spending this time saying, well, like you said, he's going into a 17th year. It's been all football. I don't think anyone expects Rodgers is going to drop off because he misses a week of practice in middle of June or May, whatever it was. So, so yeah, you know, he could easily have taken that time to say, you know what, it's more important for me to be mentally healthy right now than to make sure I could still throw the football in a voluntary mini camp or whatever it is, because we all know he could do that. And I, I like seeing that from him. And then also, like you said earlier, I do think, you know, someone like Aaron Rodgers and his stature, it could open up the conversation for younger players, less known players, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, you know what, if, if Aaron Rodgers can come out and talk like this and be open, then maybe I can too, or I will too, and stuff like that. So I just think it's great that he did that. And I like that he's just still in that mental, in that happy mental state of mind. I feel like if things changed, because all of last year, like I said, he was so relaxed, so happy. And if all of a sudden, you know, maybe after the Tampa Bay loss, it was just like, oh, you know, screw this. I'm done. Like I was happy because I was kicking ass and we were 13 and three. But now I didn't win the Super Bowl and forget all that. But no, clearly that wasn't it. And clearly it was bigger than football for him to keep himself mentally healthy and all that. So it's really good. And again, I expect him to be back with the Packers and a mentally sharp Aaron Rodgers is about the scariest Aaron Rodgers there is. Yeah. And I think also, you know, it just kind of, you know, we, we assume he'll be back and having these conversations out in the open like this, you know, if you, as a younger player or as a teammate of Aaron Rodgers, knowing that he has talked about this, it also makes it easier within your own team to kind of have those discussions. If you know, I, I'm not going to like say any names or anything as an example, but if a player is kind of going through something or struggling, they know now that they can talk to Aaron Rodgers because he's opened up about those things. So I think that also, you know, not only opens up discussions for people to have outside of Aaron Rodgers, but also, you know, within his own locker room, I think that'll yeah. also help because, you know, you, you don't want any toxic behavior in your locker room. So being able to bring something like this into the team I think that's going to help a lot. And obviously, you know, teammates see stuff on social media and we see a lot of negative comments towards guys if they mess up. And, you know, if anybody is upset about those things now, hey, now they know, you know, maybe they didn't feel like they could talk to him before about it. But now they've kind of opened up this door almost to be able to have those conversations within their own locker room. And I think that you know, just being able to start the conversation like this can help in so many ways. And it could also help strengthen bonds within their own organization. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, from what we can tell and what's been said, like by younger players, it always seemed like Aaron Rodgers was very personable, relatable. You know, there was never like a, you know, where you're the rookie and it's like, oh, I can't approach Aaron Rodgers because it's Aaron Rodgers. But I agree with you that coming out and being open like this really, you know, it just in a way, at least for fans, you know, you almost look at him like superhuman almost. But again, like you said, he's a human, he's a person. And for the players in his locker room, you know, they see more of the crazy stuff than we do, whether it's in the practice field or even in the film room, just because of how smart he is. So for them to see that and say, okay, you know, this guy isn't, isn't Superman. He might be damn close, but he's still a person. And yeah, you know, again, like you said, I'm not going to say any names, but and these are examples. So when I say examples, it might seem like I'm referencing it or not. But if you drop a football or you miss a tackle or you miss a blocking assignment, you know, maybe for some reason you felt a year, two days ago, maybe you felt you couldn't necessarily go up to Aaron Rodgers. But I feel like just from this, that could change. Again, I don't think people had an, a hard time speaking to him, but now they definitely will not. Yeah. And I think it also just kind of gives everybody else another look at you know, who he is, what he's going through. And it's, you know, kind of a, I'm not saying anything for a reason. And I think anybody who has kind of known the way Aaron Rodgers works, or at least the way they think that he does, I think it kind of shows, you know, he, he's being quiet for a reason and it's not so much petty as, you know, a lot of people obviously assume, but it's just kind of, this is his off season. And like you said, he's not going to come in and all of a sudden, forget what he's doing. I mean, coming off of an MVP season, I think he's almost earned this off season to kind of work on himself. And um, I mean, it's nice to be able to see athletes talk more and more about mental health. I mean, last year it was Dak Prescott. I'm sorry to bring up the Cowboys on this uh, Packers (laughs) podcast, but I, that was a huge step in the right direction for Dak Prescott to come out and kind of talk about those things. And there's athletes and all shapes and sizes and sports and races and all that stuff to, um, I mean, we just saw, uh, what's her name? Uh, Naomi Osaka, right? The the, the tennis player. The player. Yep. Yeah, she what bowed out of Wimbledon, was it? Um, so I'm not. I, I think follow it was, tennis yeah. a little bit, but yeah. So I think yeah, just more and more that people can have these conversations. If you 
I mean, someone who, you know, I'll use myself in his example, somebody who kind of struggles to talk about it every once in a while. I mean, I know I've been very open about it, but that doesn't mean it's still like not hard. So the more and more that you see people open up these conversations, you know, it just kind of helps the simple man to be able to be like, you know what, hey, if Aaron Rodgers can come out and talk about this, so can I. And, you know, realizing, hey, it's okay to kind of take care of yourself first. And uh, I think one of the important things, too, to realize is it's not selfish of Aaron Rodgers to be taking this time for himself. And I know a lot of people are uh, kind of keyboard angry on social media and stuff like that, being mad that he's not saying anything, being mad that he's not showing up. And I think that if you read this and kind of comprehend what he's saying and you still feel angry about it, then, I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. You missed the point, yeah. He's kind of I, giving you his answer and his reasoning as to why he's doing what he is, and it's just Aaron Rodgers yeah. needs to take care of Aaron Rodgers, and sometimes that doesn't require uh, money in the bank. Yeah, exactly, and, you know, on being silent and all that, I mean, I, I think definitely his quote saying, sometimes a lot of wisdom and silence and sometimes there's a lot of wisdom and being selective on what you say. I mean, he means that because he, do, he doesn't want to come out now. You know, he was on the Kenny main retirement. That was basically the one time we saw him since the whole draft day, Adam Schefter thing. But, but yeah, I just think he's being smart. Number one, you don't want to say something you can't take back either way it goes both good or bad. And also if things aren't totally figured out yet, why do you have to talk? He has no obligation to talk to any of us. And even once it's official, I guess he doesn't have an obligation. I mean, we'll find out from the Packers or Schefter or Rappaport, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. He doesn't really, or at least as of now, but he does not owe us explanations as to why he isn't doing media, you know, coverage and going out there and talking about all these issues. If, you know, one great example of why you shouldn't be talking would probably be Mark Murphy. I, You and I were thinking the same exact thing. (laughs) And his wonderful comments about how complicated a fella Aaron Rodgers is and how it's divided the fan base, quote unquote. But Well, I'm sure people will read into what Rodgers is saying about, you know, wisdom and silence. They're probably going to think it's an attack on Mark Murphy because he's the (laughs) only one talking. But did you see Murphy? stories about that coming out. (laughs) Yeah, but Murphy did another one of his, you know, monthly columns for the Packers. And smartly, he decided not to speak about Aaron Rodgers. So apparently is just as big a news as him talking about Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, there's no winning here for anybody. It's either you talk about him or you don't talk about him. Either way, somebody is going to write an article and put their opinion out there. So I think that, you know, if Rodgers could have said anything this offseason, I think that this is the most important thing he could have said that, I mean, you also can't take it out of context either. I think that, you know, why would you want to say something when everybody is going to kind of roll with it their own way? So I think that, you know, he, he knows he's staying silent and he's doing it for a reason. And I mean, whatever, if he's referencing anybody when he says that, then, you know, maybe Murphy knew and that's why he didn't say anything. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he saw that first. I don't know. But yeah, I just think overall Rogers is just, He's smart. You know, he sees sometimes other players, whether it's NFL or outside the NFL, in the middle of a contract negotiation or some kind of rift with the team. And all you need to do is, you know, say one thing that you can't take back or one kind of just not smart thing. And 
it got you in trouble. So I just think he's being smart and not like there's just there's nothing for him to say. You know, if it was news, if he signed the contract two weeks ago and was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to be quiet about this and then show up week one. Okay, maybe that would be weird. That obviously didn't happen. So in the meantime, it's the off season. Emphasis on the word off. So let him, you know, live his life, say or not say what he wants. And hopefully um, we all see him back on the field in September for the Packers. One, I'd assume, too, you know, the teammates that he's close to, they most likely know the reasons as to why he's kind of just taking this time. And that's kind of why they're not saying much or hinting towards much because, you know, they know if Rodgers needs just some time for himself, then I think that he's he's earned that through everything that he's done for the Packers and the organization and state of Wisconsin, all that stuff. So obviously, you know, he's done his time and I think that he's earned a little he's bit done of his time. <laughs> Now you can release him. No, but yeah. No, I, I didn't I, mean it like that. Relax. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh yeah, it, no, he's, yeah. yeah, he's still and he's obviously watching the Bucks and supporting the team yeah. that he has some share in. And I've seen some stuff where people are like, why isn't he showing up? And I've also seen some comments, you know, that got me thinking where it's like, if he were to show up to a Bucks game, nobody would pay attention to the Bucks. Yeah, it, it would be, be unfair. And, so. and that's, <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if that's why. I mean, there's the obvious reason of don't go major public and have everyone asking you questions, but also, right. yeah, I do think in his head, being a fan of the Bucks and obviously a partial owner, but even just a fan of the Bucks and what they mean to Wisconsin for sure right now, he doesn't want to go there and draw attention away from a team in the NBA finals while yeah. he's in the offseason. So everyone can, the camera will keep panning to him sitting there instead of watching the actual NBA finals. And look, I'm not a big football fan. I mean, uh, sorry, basketball <laughs> fan. Um, and I would love to see Aaron Rodgers, but I fully understand why he's not there. I think it's smart that he's not there because it would just add a ton of pressure on him. And like you said, draw attention away from the Bucks, who right now are the real stars of Wisconsin and hopefully yeah. about to be champions and maybe end this Wisconsin curse that's lasted about a decade. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Rodgers will get a, a ring as an owner and then come back and get a ring yeah. as a, his second ring as a he'll player. Have, he'll have three total rings, yeah. One for each finger, even though that doesn't work at all. Look, I've never maybe, been good a, maybe if you had an accident over 4th of July weekend where, you yeah. know. I guess if it was JPP, years. three rings would be enough. I'm sorry. I had to do that. Um, yeah, it's the holiday weekend. Yeah, look, you know, I mean, we all Monday, have fun. But... Yeah, we're all having fun. And you know what, JPP – even though, you know, you're on the Bucks now and you kind of just ruined us. So, like, I'm not a huge fan of yours. But I will say it's pretty impressive that you could blow off half your hand, come back to the NFL, and still be very good. But let's not. Let's, yeah, I do let's think not, it's extra important for Wisconsin to win a title because Tampa Bay, the city of Tampa Bay, is close to winning another. So they're, they're close to going back-to-back -back in hockey. You know, they're coming off of – a Super Bowl, you know, Tampa Bay just needs to calm down. So yeah. I think Wisconsin, they need to go out there, you know, not just for the state of Wisconsin, but to also kind of tell Tampa, yeah, I don't have a problem with the lightning, but you know, then Tom well, Brady without a video. I never had a problem for women <laughs> until until I figured out they're from Tampa Bay and Tom Brady ended up there. So yeah, I mean, 
Tampa Bay was like the most irrelevant place ever, like two years ago. And now every other sports sentence involves Tampa Bay, and I absolutely hate it. So Tampa Bay sports are good now? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know what? Hockey is too random, and Brady will be gone well, well before Rodgers retires as a Packer with more rings. On to be stadium. fair, Tampa Bay Lightning were building their dynasty well before the Buccaneers went all in on Tom Brady. <laughs> Well, that's true because, yeah, I mean, the Bucs just did a one-year turnaround and the Lightning actually built a team. But yeah, again, so Wisconsin, win, please. all the more reason to go win a title. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, again, I'm not a huge NBA guy, but looking at it, I, I think the Bucs should win. They just won two games without Giannis. They're playing the Suns. Suns are a good team, but obviously rooting for the Bucs, hope they win. Yeah. And it would be – I mean, actually, yeah, it's – this is the most basketball I've watched probably ever in my life. That wasn't March Madness. So yeah. it's been it, a fun ride. And, you know, Bucks play well, the owner's happy, and <laughs> it'll all work out. Yeah, exactly. If the Bucks win, there's no way Rodgers could leave Wisconsin. It just uh, wouldn't make any sense. It would be almost – then they could go back-to-back, and it would be perfect. So Right. And uh, just kind of staying on – the Packers topic, obviously, since this is Pack-A-Day, we'll talk a little bit about a teammate of Rodgers who I know you want to kind of touch on, and that's Devontae Adams. I know there's been a lot of news circulating around him, so I just kind of want to get your insight yeah. on what you're thinking on the situation with him. Yeah, so like Rodgers, I mean, you know, it, it's weird. Adams, in a way, has kind of said mixed, mixed messages because at one minute it's like I'm a Packer, kind of doesn't really matter Rogers love this, that. And then there's another quote saying, you know, obviously 12 will play a big part in my decision. So, but let's go with the assumption that Rogers is back because that is what at least I assume. And I believe you assume right now. And if that is the case, um, it really wouldn't surprise me. Like if, if Rogers is back, I've always said this, if Rogers is back, in my opinion, going to be with a new contract extension, making Jordan love almost impossible to be a Packer. And then once they do that, it'll clear up a ton of cap space. And then they could go and sign Devontae and also clear up cap space by, you know, pushing money down. And it it could be in in the span of a a single day or a couple days where all of a sudden Rodgers and Adams are both signed long-term, which would obviously be the dream scenario. (laughs) And I know that sounds like silly, but... Right after the Bucs win their championship, Wisconsin (laughs) just explodes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, but it's like, if you're going to sign... Either put it this way, either one is going to clear up a ton of cap room. So if you sign one, I do kind of look at them as a package deal because Devontae, like if Aaron Rodgers said straight up, I'm not coming back, like no way. Devontae would probably not sign a deal, play his last year out, and then go see what he could get on the open market. But that's not been the case so far. And I said this on open book and probably on pack a day also, but I don't think Aaron Jones takes a huge discount if Aaron Rodgers is leaving. I don't know if David Bakhtiari signs a massive contract if he's leaving. And all these guys, I mean, these guys know him. Like, this isn't like a secret. They were like, oh, Aaron Rodgers has some issues with the organization. No, they knew. But I believe that to some extent, Rodgers assured them uh, to some level that in most likelihood he will be back. And in regards to Adams, yeah, I don't know what will come first. But I don't see Devontae Adams signing anywhere else. 
And you don't think I mean, Derek Carr is going to be able to recruit him? No, something tells me Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders won't get him out of the uh, out of Green Bay. But but Adams, he won't be cheap. That's for sure. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins just signed a deal, averaging around twenty seven million a year, which honestly, I didn't even believe. I thought I was like, "There's no way that could be true," but it is. So yeah, Adams is probably going to be looking at around twenty eight to thirty million dollars a year which he deserves. He's earned. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. But again, I mean, it's probably going to be one of those contracts with a big bonus signing bonus, kick a lot of the money down the line and whatever. You know what? People deal with salary cap all the time. Right now you have Aaron Rodgers for a finite amount of time, assuming you even have him. But you can't be like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as Rodgers. No, like you have a window the window's kind of closing, and you brought back – it wouldn't make sense to go and re-sign everyone down all the way to Kevin King, who I think almost all the pack, every Packer fan was mentally prepared to for them to move on from. You bring back the whole gang, and then all of a sudden the centerpiece and maybe the most explosive receiver, you know, the best receiver in the NFL, gone. doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I think they'll both be back. I mean, Rodgers will be back, and Devontae will sign an extension at some point. Yeah, there's obviously been the rumors going around about the Adams extension, you know, highest paid wide receiver. But again, rumors are rumors. And until anything is set in stone, we have no idea because I know um, Adams made that comment on an Instagram post in regards to it with the cap, which apparently means lies. Trying to understand emoji lingo here on social media. But so... I don't know when cap became a thing. It just one day cap just meant lie. I never knew this, but it's like you're capping. I'm like, yeah. So again, like Adams kind of throwing out those mixed messages. You know, he is resigning, but maybe it's not to be the highest paid. Like you have no idea what that means. Is he just throwing things out there to throw things out there, or yeah, just having fun? I mean, look, you see some of his tweets. You know, where it's like crazy. You never know what the future holds. I mean, oh, that's Aaron Rodgers liked it, and you kind of, yeah, and Rodgers liked it. And yeah, you and Zach made fun of me, so I had a mental breakdown. Thank you. But, um, yeah, I think but, we, we can just kind of assume everything. We pretend we know what's going on, but really, we don't until yeah. anything is said from an actual source about, you know, the works being done with him and a deal, basically. I mean, there were rumors during the draft that, you know, Rogers to Denver was basically a set deal. So we can't exact, we can't pretend like we can believe everything and you just kind of have to be a little bit skeptical about everything that you read on social media, because what somebody says that you don't know the sources they're using or how true it is, or if they're just throwing something out there to throw something out there and gain traction. So I think until we see something from, maybe somebody more within the organization, the Packers organization that is, then I think, I mean, I assume he'll be back, but we don't know for what kind of deal. And I don't know. He did. He didn't deny that he would love to play with Derek Carr. So yeah. Um, I mean, I don't see that as a realistic yeah. option, but I mean, they're friends and they have a relationship. So if anybody's confused about that, they played together at Fresno state. They, they've been teammates. They have a close friendship. And I mean, 
when yeah, when Adam, we talk about going to be like hell no, right? <laughs> I I mean, of course he's going to play. Yeah, I would right. love to play with my old friend. Yeah, they're they're I'm friends. Living. They have that relationship. We saw them when the Raiders and Packers played back when Jordy was a Raider. You know, Rogers took Jordy and Kartik Adams, and they played catch on the sidelines with uh, both both their former teammates. And so, I mean, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for. Derek Carr to say stuff like that. It's not like it's coming from a quarterback who has no prior relationship yeah. to Adams thinking that they have a chance, you know, of course, Derek Carr wants to play with his buddy who is the best receiver in the NFL yeah. and Adams isn't going to be like, no F off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the It's, you know, it's just, it's good manners to kind of reciprocate those feelings. And I'm sure he would love to kind of no, hypothetical, not, different not, dimension yeah but not maybe really if he not. doesn't want a, a ring or maybe Derek Carr comes to the Packers I don't know we could always play around with that idea I'd rather not I'd rather not play around with that idea but but you know it, it could be you know in terms of Devante and that that emoji on Instagram cap you know whatever you know maybe he's doing what Aaron Jones did and you know maybe he'll take a hometown discount to stay with the Packers if that's what's needed not saying he should, you know, he's amazing and he deserves every penny that he will eventually get, but it's possible. I mean, I doubt it because his first extension, like Russ Ball and honestly the front office, I think that was a four year, like $57 million contract. And then like right after that deal, the wide receiver market exploded and players considerably worse than him were getting paid a lot more. So the hometown discount thing, it seems a little bit more far-fetched because I remember his other contract, but it could be, you know, look, if he's looking at it as my team's here, my quarterback's here, I want a chance to, chance to win. I'm already a millionaire. I'm going to be making a lot more millions. And when I sign this new deal, it's worth it to maybe drop off a couple mil and go get a ring. Again, this is speculation. I don't know what he's thinking, but that yeah, could yeah, easily be part kind of, of wonder too, you know, does where Rogers lands impact the amount of money he's willing to take? I mean, I don't yeah. know how Adams works with all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's never really shown that he's in it for the money kind of guy. Like we've seen guys in the past who, you know, they've that paycheck. Yeah. He, he's obviously shown that he loves it here. And um, but you just kind of wonder, you know, if, for some reason, Rodgers isn't the quarterback next year. Is he going to be like, hey, it's going to cost a little bit more for me to stay here now because now my chances of a Super Bowl have declined yeah. without Rodgers here, and I think that I deserve more money with him being gone. So, you know, those are conversations, too. It depends on what, what happens with Rodgers, what happens with Adams, you know, kind of. Yeah, there's they, unfortunately, yeah, kind of yeah. Hand in hand. yeah, a ton up in the air regarding maybe the two best players on the roster. So it's really fun. Always stress-free time for Packer fans when your quarterback and the best receiver in the NFL are both, who knows, uh, you know, it, a lot of confusion. I mean, I confu not, I'm not confused about Rodgers because I have my feelings about that, but the fact that he's not there and Devontae, you know, he, but I do believe in the end, though, they both would like to be Packers. Maybe it would be on certain terms, more specifically for Rodgers maybe than Adams. But in the end, I don't, I don't think either one actively wants to leave the team. And that's, to me, the most important part. Because if, if you want to stay somewhere, kind of like Aaron Jones, all of a sudden maybe money doesn't mean as much as it did. If you're just, I'm, I'm here, I'm playing football, but I don't really – I don't love my teammates. I don't love my coaches. We're not very competitive, let's say. But no, Rodgers and Adams both know 
their Super Bowl contending team the second they get out on the field. LaFleur has not seemed to be the problem at all. So we could assume Rodgers and LaFleur have a great relationship. And yeah, you know what? Maybe if Rodgers doesn't love Mark Murphy or it's Goody or it's Ball or whoever it is, okay, you know what? They're sitting in the press box. They're not calling plays. They're, you know, yeah, they're the front office. But if you have a regular day job, you might hate your manager, Matt LaFleur, but but the CEO of the company, how he feels about you and how you feel about him, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't need to be the best relationship. It just needs to be, you need to have respect and just open communication, but they don't have to be friends. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to go have a glass of scotch with Mark Murphy and Goody every weekend, just respect each other, listen and communicate. And I think that's all Rodgers wants. I said it a thousand times. It's just, he wants to be heard. And then his, whatever he says, at least try to do it again. Not every demand or request is going to happen but at least show that you're actively trying to give arguably the greatest quarterback of all time any help at all. I mean, just straight up, yeah, we did draft Amari Rodgers in the third this year, but more talking about last year and the draft and the offseason. And so many receivers were possible. They did nothing with it. And it isn't even necessarily receivers. I said last year before the draft, and again, this is not to bash Jordan Love in any way, I said I wouldn't even care if they didn't take a receiver in the first because I thought they needed a cornerback more. And then they didn't even draft a corner the entire draft. So my two biggest needs were wide receiver and corner, and they didn't draft either. And then fast forward a year, you're in the NFC Championship game, and outside of Jair Alexander, there was no one there. The cornerbacks, unfortunately, were just awful. So, yeah, I mean, people say, oh, give him help. It doesn't always mean a receiver. It could It could also mean – a successful pick. And I get it. Kevin King, he's not awful. He's not a terrible cut him corner, but I don't think he lived up to his first pick of the second round, technically first round kind of pick or his potential. And, and on every year, every single year when the Packers lose in the playoffs, just about every year, it's, it's the defense giving up 30 plus points. And eventually when Rogers says, I need help, maybe it's, you get help on the defensive side of the ball, but help that works. And I know they drafted defense for like eight straight years. I know, but it, most of them were busts. So you can't defend yourself with a bust. Oh, we drafted Demarius Randall and Quinton Rollins. Good job, guys. They're both terrible. Rollins isn't in the league. Demarius Randall's bounced around a bit. That doesn't help us just because you did it. I'm just saying do it right. I guess. And I know you can never predict the future of a draft pick. You don't know if a rookie is going to be a bust, but I just think Rogers wants to be able to go to Murphy or Goody and say, I think this guy would help our team or that guy, or we should do this or that. And at the very least hear him out. You know, it's not just GMs, GM and coaches, coach and players play. When it's Aaron Rodgers, he's earned the right to kind of mix back and forth. All right. Well, I think, uh, your classic Rogers rant yeah. is a good place to. We always do this to me. Yeah. We were talking about Devontae Adams, dude. They're connected. Like you said, it's all one big connection. Yes. Our conversation about Devontae Adams led to Aaron Rodgers, which led to you talking about drafts from multiple years yeah, ago. Now I'm sweating. Thanks. Being you. frustrated about that. So I think yeah. that's a good place to wrap up. Was there anything else kind of current news that you wanted to touch on? Um, I do not think so. Other than the fact that, uh, yeah, we're closing in on training camp. 
And obviously, oh, tomorrow, guys. I mean, look, you're all Packer fans listening. You got to watch Aaron Rodgers take down Tom Brady in the match tomorrow. I think, uh, I don't know what time exactly it starts, but you can find it's it. sometime in the afternoon, I believe. Yeah, maybe it's don't two or three. That, I Eastern. thought that it was like maybe three Eastern time or yeah. something like that. Double Mind check. Like that. Don't trust me. I'm not your, I'm not a reliable source on golf. Jen turns out not to be TV guide. I thought she was, but she's not. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to take home the W tomorrow. I love the, the trash talk between him and Brady. Yeah. Too. It's been awesome to see, you know, just two, two older guys in the, yeah. in the league, just kind of doing Don't their know. best to, <laughs> Uh, trash talk one another. It's been a lot of yeah, fun. I assume you saw the video of Rogers talking. Yep. Yeah. So if anyone listening and you didn't see it, Tom Brady last year when he was uh, golfing against was it Peyton? Was I Peyton? don't remember. Whatever it was, but in the match last no. year, in the match last year, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers does some commentary on Brady's golfing and the his pants, which I'm not going to go further into, but it's funny and you should definitely watch it. Find that on Twitter or YouTube. I'm sure you could, but yeah, just Again, check Rob out. Yeah, just happily enjoying the off season while we all <laughs> suffer. Insane, yeah. But yes, hopefully, hopefully Rogers gets a big win this off season, and um, so that kind of wraps up today's show. Uh, depending on when you're listening to it, that match might have already happened. I don't know, but <laughs> best of luck to Rogers as he competes for that today as we listen to this. So Eli, let's tell everybody where they can find you and your work. You can find me on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. All my writing over at PackerReport.com. And of course, make sure to watch me and Jen and Zach on Open Book with Game on Wisconsin every week. I will say we're off, I believe, the next two weeks up until about training camp time. But once, yeah, once training camp comes back around, we'll be back every every week. Me, Jack, and me, Jack, and Zen is what I'm about to say. <laughs> Me, Jen, and Zach. So make sure to check that out on Open Book. And uh, that's it for me. Uh, yeah. Right. Yep. So you can find all my work mostly on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. Anything that I'm thinking will be there. Um, obviously, I do Pack a Day every Tuesday with Eli and Dan. Uh, every week on Open Book on Game on Wisconsin. Every Wednesday with Eli and Zach again small break, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks. You can find that over on Game on Wisconsin. Uh, I do my hockey podcast at SA First Line, as well as my mental health show with Brandon Bostic at SIA Mind Game. And Dan isn't here, but you can find all of his stuff at DK All the Way on Twitter. And be sure to follow Packaday on Twitter at Packaday podcast, and also be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and go Pack Go! Go Pack Go! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.